Good morning, kids. It's Friday, March something. I'm just leaving the house kind of late. Didn't really sleep that well. I think I'm going, I think I'm going to go to Taco Bell. Get some type of breakfast there. But, uh, today is kind of a busy day. It's Friday. Friday is my favorite day, and it has nothing to do with, like, it being the weekend. It's just, I'm able to work all day, and it's amazing. Just be in my office, all alone. It's one of the, <clears throat> it's one of the best days of the week. I, I think it's my favorite day. I mean, I love being with you guys, but I only have a full day at the office two times a week, and I really try to revel in it. I will be, let's see what I'm going to do today, I'm going to be trying to perfect notice on a couple cases, I'm not going to get too specific, I think by now, if you're not one of the four children this is meant for, you figure out that I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to get notice done, I'm going to get some documents filed in the court, I have to e-file something too, I think, in San Diego, and uh, what else? Read some Leviticus, maybe. It's an exciting book. Growing up, I never really understood why we would have Leviticus, because, you know, I was a child. But I've done a lot of reading lately, and I'm, I'm going to try and be more prepared when I read these, but... Levi Leviticus starts right after Exodus. They're still at Mount Sinai, camped out. They just built the tabernacle. As soon as the tabernacle was built... God descended and dwelt among the Israelites. It's the only time God has dwelt among man since the Garden of Eden. So this is big, this is big stuff. A lot of the rules in Leviticus, if not all of them, are there to protect the Israelites because God is present. If you're not doing something right, you'll die. <clears throat> this, I would say a lot of the rules in Leviticus do not apply to, did, to today. A lot of times people will bring up wearing two different types of thread in your clothes and whether or not you could sell a daughter for slavery or, you know, be killed for working on the Sabbath. All these rules in Leviticus are there actually to protect the Israelites because God is dwelling among them and you need to be holy and you're going to hear holy a lot basically it means being set apart and God has set the Israelites apart and they must abide by certain strict rules or face some very serious consequences as we're going to see I, and I'm working from memory here Aaron Moses' older brother is the high priest. I'm pretty sure his sons are going to be killed in this book for violating some of these rules. And it's not just the Old Testament, guys, by the way. You violate a rule in the New Testament, you could die too. I remember um, our senior pastor now, his very, very first sermon was about Ananias and Sapphira and how in the New Testament they lied about the money they donated and they were struck down by God for lying. So, what else? What else? Tonight we're actually going to have a double date with your Aunt Sarah. 
and Brian. Should I be using these names? I don't want it to be too... I mean, Sarah and Brian's a pretty common name. Can't come back to us. But four minutes on I may end it up. Let's see, what books have... You know, one of the things I want you guys to know, not just the Bible, but about my life. I'm reading a book called The Last Stand. It's why men fight even when... Uh, let's see, i got to figure out the byline, but it's called The Last Stand. It's about men in war who have who have fought when all hope is lost, when they fought against complete losing odds. They know they're going to die, but they still fight. Great book. And I also ordered a book called 15 Most Decisive Battles in World History. I'm going to read that sometime. Not now. It's a reprint. I looked inside, and it looks like someone Xeroxed the whole thing. Xerox is a fancy term for copying, by the way. been listening to a lot of NWA lately. Hopefully one day you'll learn who they are. I can't listen to it with you guys around because of the cursing. It's sad. My middle sister is moving away. She's moving to... What's it called? Um, Tennessee. And my oldest sister's already there. My youngest of my older sisters is in Southern California. And I'm the only one that stayed local after my mom died. Your grandpa and your aunts, my sisters, just scattered like the wind. I stayed local. We'll get to that in another podcast. I'm thinking about that lately. Next week is Holy Week. It's the week leading up to Jesus' death and resurrection. We do a lot for you guys for Easter. I I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it. It's a lot of work, and I don't know if the payoff is as good. But, you know, I'm not going to Taco Bell. I'm going to McDonald's. I don't think going to Taco Bell to get the plastic straw. I live in a city that has outlawed plastic straws. The only restaurant that stands up to that stupid ordinance is Taco Bell. So anyways, I'm going to let you guys go for now. When I get back, we'll read, maybe we'll read a little bit of Leviticus. I think it starts out with how to make priests holy in order to come into the presence of God. Read Leviticus with the understanding that God is literally dwelling among humans for the first time since the Garden of Eden. I remember, and and the the laws are weird. I'm not going to say they're not. I'm going to say, oh, this makes sense. It doesn't. But one of my favorite pastors, his name is Francis Chan, he he was once talking about uh, gay marriage. And the the Bible is extremely uh, clear. Uh, about homosexuality, I remember he, he he said, you know, you have to obey God. And, and, and Francis Chan, he's, he's Asian, and he said, if, if somewhere in the Bible it said, no Asian man can get married, guess what, I'm not getting married. So, don't discount Leviticus as uh, a book of outdated laws. Maybe it is, but it's it's so much more than that. It's historical, and it's it should be it should be revered. 
Anyways, I'm gonna sign off for now. When I talk again, I'll be reading hopefully Leviticus 1 through what I could get through. Anyways, be right back. Okay, I'm back. Had a very uneventful morning. Did a little bit of work. I did a bunch of stuff that I knew I had to do. I have to do a couple of big things when I get back to the office. I wore a collared shirt today because I thought I'd have to appear in court. But it's actually for this coming Monday. So I don't have to worry about that. So I'm just going to drive, I think, to a remote place. Read some Leviticus. Talk about it. And then be done with it for the day. Head back to the office, work a little bit, and then go out with your mom and your aunt, and your aunt's boyfriend. I just went home real quick to change out of my collared shirt, because even though the job that I do demands a suit, I actually don't like wearing suits. I usually wear a hooded sweatshirt, you guys know that. Part of me thinks that when you're in college, that's like the outfit you wear the rest of your life. That's kind of like where, that's the, the limit of your fashion sense is whatever you wore in college. And I think it's pretty accurate. Did some reading up on Leviticus and turns out I was right, yeah. Aaron's sons are going to be killed, spoiler alert. I was also right that this is the first time God has actually dwelt among humans since the Garden of Eden. Pretty wild when you think about it. And God made the promise to Abraham and his offspring, and now he's actually coming through. It's another thing, another, uh, I don't want to call it like a running theme, but God makes promises, he keeps them. Now, his promises are made in God's time, not ours. So many times I've prayed to God for something and not gotten it. One of the best answers to prayer is no. And unfortunately, you're going to learn that a lot in your life. And I'm still learning it. So I'm not this old, wizened old guy. But it's going to happen. God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. It's a great, great verse. And as I'm heading to read Leviticus, I just got a text from a client that said, on my way to your office, I never set an appointment with this guy, but he is so darn pushy. I just want to get him out of the way, so... So I'm headed back to the office, but it's okay. You know, Satan hates that you read the Bible. Satan also hates a good marriage. The foundation of society is marriage. And Satan hates it. He'll do everything he can to stop it. And uh, I'm not going to be upset about this. I'll read it later. I'm excited about the new logo for my for this podcast. One of our friends designed it, and I love it. It's, um, 
a princess and three knights. I don't, and I don't want it to seem like my daughter is less than or weak or anything. It's just, I see her as a princess. I see my sons as knights. So don't take, don't think that I'm calling you weak. You're not. You're very strong. It's important that you have virtue and that you're virtuous. And so don't feel like you're, I'm trying to dismiss you as, oh, you're just a princess. No, you're strong. You're a strong Christian woman. And I love you. Love you all. Put a pause to this. Next time you hear me, we're going to start a new chapter. All right. Leviticus chapter 1. Laws for burnt offerings. The Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him, to make atonement for him. Then he shall kill the bull before the Lord, and Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood, and throw the blood against the sides of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then he shall flay the burnt offering, and cut it into pieces. And the sons of Aaron and the, the priests shall put fire on the altar, and arrange wood on the fire. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall arrange the pieces, the head and the fat, on the wood that is on the fire of the altar. But its entrails and its legs shall be washed, and its legs shall he shall wash with water. And the priest shall burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, a food offering, with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his gift for a burnt offering is from the flock, from the sheep or goats, he shall bring a male without blemish, and he shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall throw its blood against the sides of the altar. <clears throat> and he shall cut it into pieces with its head and its fat, and the priest shall arrange them on the wood that is on the fire of the altar. But the entrails and the legs he shall wash with water, and the priest shall offer all of it and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or pigeons. And the priest shall bring it to the altar and wring off its head and burn it on the altar. Its blood shall be drained out on the side of the altar. He shall remove its crop with the contents and cast it beside the altar on the east side in the place for ashes. He shall tear it open by its wings, but shall not sever it completely. And the priest shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Very poetic. I was taking a sip. I um, brought a pint of beer, because why not? My boss isn't going to fire me. It is Goose Island Bourbon County Brand Special Number 4 Stout. It is very good. I'll be taking sips. I'll be feeling a little bit looser this time. Chapter 2. Laws for Grain Offerings When anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour. 
He shall pour oil on it, and put frankincense on it, and bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests. And he shall take from it a handful of the fine flour and oil, with all of its frankincense, and the priest shall burn this as its memorial portion on the altar, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. It is the most holy part of the Lord's food offerings. When you bring a grain offering baked in the oven as an offering, it shall be unleavened loaves of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers smeared with oil. And if your offering is a grain offering baked on a griddle, it shall be of fine flour unleavened mixed with oil. You shall break it in pieces and pour oil on it. It is a grain offering, and if your offering is a grain offering cooked in a pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. And you shall bring the grain offering that is made of these things to the Lord. And when it is presented to the priest, he shall bring it to the altar. Now the priest shall take from the grain offering its memorial portion and burn this on the altar, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. It is the most holy part of the Lord's food offerings. No grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven, for you shall burn no leaven nor any honey as a food offering to the Lord. As an offering of first fruits, you may bring them to the Lord, but they shall not be offered on the altar for a pleasing aroma. You shall season all your grain offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering. With all your offerings, you shall offer salt. If you offer a grain offering of first fruits to the Lord, you shall offer the grain offering of your first fruits. Fresh ears roasted with the fire, crushed new grain, and you shall put oil on it and lay frankincense on it. It is a grain offering, and the priest shall burn as its memorial portion some of the crushed grain and some of the oil with all of its frankincense. It is a food offering to the Lord. Let's take a break. Exodus chapter 3. We're really going through these. Chapter 3. Laws for peace offerings. If his offering is a sacrifice of peace offering, if he offers an animal from the herd, male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. And he shall lay his hand on the head of, it, of his offering and kill it at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall throw the blood against the sides of the altar. And from the sacrifice of the peace offering as a food offering to the Lord, he shall offer the fat covering the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails and the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins, and the long lobe of the liver that he shall remove with the kidneys. Then Aaron's son shall burn it on the altar, on top of the burnt offering, which is on the wood on the fire. It is a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his offering for a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord is an animal from the flock, male or female, he shall offer it without blemish. If he offers a lamb for his offering, then he shall offer it before the Lord. Lay his hand on the head of the offering and kill it in front of the tent of meeting, and Aaron's sons shall throw its blood against the sides of the altar. Then from the sacrifice of the peace offering he shall offer as a food offering to the Lord its fat. He shall remove the whole fat tail, cut off close to the backbone and the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins, and the long lobe of the liver that he shall remove with kidneys, and the priest shall burn it on the altars as a food offering to the Lord. If his offering is a goat, then he shall offer it before the Lord and lay his hand on its head and kill it in front of the tent of meeting. And the sons of Aaron shall throw its blood against the sides of the altar. Then he shall offer from it as its offering for a food offering to the Lord, the fat covering the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails and the two kidneys with the fat 
that is on them at the loins, and the long lobe of the liver that he shall remove with the kidneys. And the priest shall burn them on the altar as a food offering with a pleasing aroma. All fat is the Lord's. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in your dwelling places that you eat neither fat nor blood. That's chapter 3. I had this beer last night. I felt great after. A little, little buzzed. Not too bad. If I drank two, I could probably be out. I'm a lightweight when it comes to beer, by the way. I could drink a lot of scotch, but if I'm drinking beer for some reason, I have a couple high-alcohol beers. I, it's like I'm drinking like four shots of scotch. Let's be honest. It's like drinking six, six shots of scotch. All right. Chapter 4. Laws for Sin Offerings And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, If anyone sins unintentionally in any of the Lord's commandments about things not to be done, does, does any one of them, if it is the anointed priest who sins, thus bringing guilt on the people, then he shall offer for the sin that he has committed a bull from the herd without blemish to the Lord for a sin offering. He shall bring the bull to the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord and lay his hand on the head of the bull and kill the bull before the Lord. And the anointed priest shall take some of the blood of the bull and bring it into the tent of meeting. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle part of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fragrant incense before the Lord that is in the tent of meeting and all the rest of the blood of the bull he shall pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. It's uh, a heck of a run-on sentence. <laughs> and all the fat of the bull of the, sign, of the sin offering, he shall remove from it the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on its entrails. And the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins and the long lobe of the liver that he shall remove with the kidneys. Just as these are taken from the ox of the sacrifice of the peace offerings and the priest shall burn them on the altar of burnt offering. But the skin... Of the bull and all its flesh, with its head, its legs, its entrails, and its dung, all the rest of the bull he shall carry outside the camp to a clean place, to the ash heap, and shall burn it up on the fire of wood. On the ash heap it shall be burned up. If the whole congregation of Israel sins unintentionally, and the thing is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they do any one of the things that by the Lord's commandments ought not to be done, and they realize their guilt, when the sin which they have committed becomes known, the assembly shall offer a bull from the herd for a sin offering and bring it in front of the tent of meeting. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands on the head of the bull before the Lord, and the, and the bull shall be killed before the Lord. Then the anointed priest shall bring some of the blood of the bull into the tent of meeting, and the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil. And he shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar that is in the tent of meeting before the Lord. And the rest of the blood he shall pour out of the base of the altar of burnt offering, that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And all its fat he shall take from it and burn on the altar. Thus shall he do with the bull, as he did with the bull of the sin offering, so shall he do with this. And the priest shall make atonement for them, and they shall be forgiven. And he shall carry the bull outside the camp and burn it up as he burned the first bull. It is the sin offering for the assembly. When a leader sins, doing unintentionally any one of the things by the commandments of the Lord his God uh, ought not to be done, and realizes guilt or the sin which he has committed is made known for him, 
He shall bring as his offering a goat, a male without blemish, and shall lay his hand on the head of the goat and kill it in the place where they kill the burnt offering before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Then the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out the rest of its blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering. And all its fat he shall burn on the altar like the fat of the sacrifice of peace offerings. So the priest shall make atonement for him for his sin he shall be forgiven. If any one of the common people sins unintentionally in doing any one of the things that by the Lord's commandments ought not to be done and realizes his guilt or the sin for which he has committed is made known to him, he shall bring for his offering a goat, a female without blemish, for his sin which he has committed. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill the sin offering in the place of burnt offering. And the priest shall take some of its blood <clears throat> with his finger and put it on his on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and pour out all the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. And all its fat he shall remove, as the fat is removed from the peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it on the altar for a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be forgiven. If he brings a lamb as his offering for a sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish, and lay his hand on the head of the sin offering, and kill it for a sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. Then the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out all the rest of its blood at the base of the altar and all its fat he shall remove as the fat of the lamb is removed from the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it on the altar on top of the Lord's food offerings. And the priest shall make atonement for him for the sin which he has committed and he shall be forgiven. As I was reading that, I think someone called me. I really have to... Turn the turn my phone off when I'm doing this. All right, let me take a sip. It's been a really good day. Just doing work, being quiet. This is the only time I've really been talking today. It's been great. Chapter five. If anyone sins and that he hears a public adjuration to testify, and though he is a witness, whether he has seen or come to know the matter, yet does not speak, he shall bear his iniquity. Or if anyone touches an unclean thing, whether a carcass of an unclean wild animal, or a carcass of an unclean livestock, or a carcass of unclean swarming things, and it is hidden from him, and he has become unclean, and he realizes his guilt, or if he touches human uncleanness of whatever sort, the uncleanness may be with which one becomes unclean, and it is hidden from him. When he comes to know it and realizes his guilt, or if anyone utters with his lips a rash oath to do evil or to do good, any sort of rash, any sort of rash oath that people swear, and it is hidden from him. When he comes to know it and he realizes his guilt in any of these, when he realizes his guilt in any of these and confesses the sin he has committed, he shall bring to the Lord as his compensation for the sin that he has committed, a female from the flock, a lamb or a goat, for a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement for him for his sin. But if he cannot afford a lamb, then he shall bring to the Lord as his compensation for the sin that he has committed, two turtle doves or two pigeons, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. He shall bring them to the priest, who shall offer first the one for the sin offering. He shall wring its neck, he shall wring its head from its neck, but shall not sever it completely. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar. While the rest of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar, it is a sin offering. Then he shall offer the second for a burnt offering, 
according to the rule. And the priest shall make atonement for him for the sin that he has committed, and he shall be forgiven. But if he cannot afford two turtle doves or two pigeons, then he shall bring as his offering for the sin that he has committed a tenth of an ephah of fine flour for a sin offering. He shall put no oil on it, and shall put no frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering, and he shall bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take a handful of it as its memorial portion, and burn this on the altar on the Lord's food offerings. It is a sin offering. Thus the priest shall make atonement for him for the sin with which he is committed in any one of these things, and he shall be forgiven. And the remainder shall be for the priest, as in the grain offering. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If anyone commits a breach of faith and sins unintentionally in any of the holy things of the Lord, he shall bring to the Lord as his compensation a ram without blemish out of the flock, valued in silver shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, for a guilt offering. He shall also make restitution for what he has done amiss in the holy thing, and shall add a fifth to it and give it to the priest. And the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering, and he shall be forgiven. If anyone sins doing any of these things, any of the things that by the Lord's commandment ought not to be done, though he not know it, then he realizes his guilt, he shall bear his iniquity. He shall bring to the priest a ram without blemish out of the flock, or its equivalent for the guilt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him for the mistake that he made unintentionally, and he shall be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. He has indeed incurred guilt before the Lord. This is fascinating. All the different types of offerings they're doing. Okay, another slip. I wonder how much alcohol is in this. It is extraordinarily strong. Oh, 13.3% for beer. Usually beer is 4%. So it's it's usually, so this is three times higher than what it usually is. I want to finish that. Chapter 6. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If anyone sins and commits a breach of faith against the Lord by deceiving his neighbor in a matter of deposit or security or through robbery, or if he has oppressed his neighbor or has found something lost and lied about it, swearing falsely in any of, of all the things that people do and sin thereby, if he has sinned and has realized his guilt and will restore what he took by robbery or what he got by oppression or the deposit that he was that was committed to him of the lost thing that he found, or anything about with which he has sworn falsely, he shall restore it in full and shall add a fifth to it, and give it to him to whom it belongs on the day he realizes his guilt. And he shall bring to the priest as his compensation to the Lord a ram without blemish out of, the, out of the flock, or its equivalent for a guilt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord, and he shall be forgiven for any of the things that one may do and thereby become guilty. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth on the altar all night until the morning, and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, and put his linen undergarment on his body, and he shall take up the ashes to which the fire has reduced the burnt offering on the altar, and put them aside, or beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, and put on the garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it, it shall not go out. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and shall arrange the burnt offering on it, and shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually, it shall not go out. 
And this is the law of the grain offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer it before the Lord in front of the altar. And one shall take from it a handful of the fine flour of the grain offering and its oil and all the frankincense that is on the grain offering and burn uh, this as its memorial portion on the altar, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And the rest of it Aaron and his son shall eat. It shall be eaten unleavened in a holy place. In the court of the tent of meeting they shall eat it. It shall not be baked with leaven. I have given it as their portion of my food offerings. It is a thing most holy, like the sin offering and the guilt offering. Every male among the children of Aaron may eat of it, as decreed forever throughout your generations from the Lord's food offerings. Whatever touches them shall become holy. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is the offering that Aaron and his son shall offer the Lord on the day when he is anointed, a tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a regular grain offering, half of it in the morning and half in the evening. It shall be made with oil on a griddle. You shall bring it well mixed in baked pieces like a grain offering, and offer it for a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The priest from among Aaron's sons, who is anointed to succeed him, shall offer it to the Lord as decreed forever. The whole of it shall be burned. Every grain offering of a priest shall be wholly burned. It shall not be eaten. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, shall the sin offering be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. In a holy place, it shall be eaten in the court of the tent of meeting. Whatever touches its flesh shall be holy, and when any of its blood is splashed on a garment, you shall wash that on which it was splashed in a holy place. And the earthenware vessel in which it is boiled shall be broken. But if it is boiled in a bronze vessel, that shall be scoured and rinsed in water. Every male among the priests may eat of it. It is most holy. But no sin offering shall be eaten from which any blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place. It shall be burned up with fire. This is the law of the guilt offering. Oh, excuse me. It should be burned with fire. Let's see. Chapter 7. I think we're going to end with chapter 7. Um, let's just see where we are. Right, 21 minutes. We're going to be good. We're good. I should be doing some work, but I think this is more important. Do work so you guys can be well taken care of now. Or read the Bible so your spirit will be well taken care of later. I choose the latter. Chapter 7. This is the law of the guilt offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, they shall kill the guilt offering, and its blood shall be thrown against the sides of the altar. And all its fat shall be offered, the fat tail, the fat that covers the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat that is on them, with the loins, and the long lobe of the liver that he shall remove with the kidneys. The priest shall burn them on the altar as a food offering to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Every male among the priests may eat of it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The guilt offering is just like the sin offering. There is one law for them. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. And the priest who offers any man's burnt offering shall have for himself the skin of the burnt offering that he has offered. And every grain offering baked in the oven, and all that is prepared on a pan or a griddle, shall belong to the priest who offers it. And every grain offering mixed with oil or dry shall be shared equally. Among all the sons of Aaron. And this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings that one may offer to the Lord. If he offers it for thanksgiving, then he shall offer it with the thanksgiving sacrifice. 
unleavened loaves mixed with oil, unleavened wafers smeared with oil, and loaves of fine flour, well mixed with oil. With the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall bring his offering with loaves of leavened bread. Oh, now it's leaven. And from it he shall offer one loaf from each offering as a gift to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who throws the blood of the peace offerings and the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings. For thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. For if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow, offering a free will offering, it shall be eaten on the day that he offers his sacrifice. And on the next day what remains of it shall be eaten. But what remains of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burned up with fire. If any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings is eaten on the third day, he who offers it shall not be accepted, neither shall it be credited to him. It is tainted, and he who eats of it shall bear his iniquity. Flesh that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned up with the fire. All who are clean may eat flesh. But the person who eats of the flesh of the sacrifice of the Lord's peace offerings, while, while an uncleanness is on him, that person shall be cut off from his people. If anyone touches an unclean thing, whether human uncleanness or an unclean beast or any unclean, detestable creature, and then eats some flesh from the sacrifice of the Lord's peace offerings, that person shall be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, You shall not, you shall eat no fat of ox or sheep or goat. The fat of an animal that dies of itself, and the fat of one that is torn by beasts, may be put to any other use, but of no account shall you eat it. For every person who eats of the fat of the animal by which a food offering may be made to the Lord shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, you shall eat no blood, whatever, whether or f- whether of fowl or of animal, in any of your dwelling places. Whoever eats any blood, that person shall be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, Whoever offers the sacrifice of his peace offerings to the Lord shall bring his offering to the Lord from the sacrifice of his peace offerings. His own hands shall bring the Lord's food offerings. He shall bring the fat with the beast, with the breast, that the breast may be waved as a wave offering before the Lord. The priest shall burn the fat on the altar, but the breast shall be for Aaron and his sons. And the right thigh you shall give to the priest as a contribution from the sacrifice of your peace offerings. Whoever among the sons of Aaron offers the blood of the peace offerings, and the fat shall have the right thigh for a portion. For the breast that is waved and the thigh that is contributed, I have taken from the people of Israel out of the sacrifices of their peace offerings. And I have given them to Aaron the priest and to his sons as a perpetual due from the people of Israel. This is the portion of Aaron and his sons from the Lord's food offerings. From the day that they were presented to serve as priests of the Lord, the Lord commanded this to be given them by the people of Israel from the day that he anointed them. It is a perpetual due throughout their generations. This is the law of the burnt offering, of the grain offering, of the sin offering, of the guilt offering, of the ordination offering, and of the peace offering, which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai, on the day that he commanded the people of Israel to bring their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. We're going to end there on chapter 7. I think it's a good place to end, because I think the next we talk about consecration, which um, we'll get into later, maybe later on tonight. Anyways, I have to do a lot of work, uh, but I'm glad I did this. I'm excited for the new logo. I'm going to um, try and format a little bit better. But uh, anyways, I love you all. And of course, like always, in everything you do, do it for the kingdom. 
and the King. Consume me from the inside